Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Friday, the 21st of January, 2022. And in this particular episode, as we wrap up the working week and look forward to delve into the weekend, is going to ask you a question, and that is, why will your people stay? Now, it's a big, uh, it's a big question that many leaders are going to be faced with if you haven't already faced this question, because uh, a lot of podcasts I've been listening to over the last few days in particular, there's been a common thread or theme that's been running through many of them. And many experts, quote unquote, have been talking about this big, great resignation wave that's happening across the world. It probably hasn't affected Australia as much as perhaps it has in other parts of the world. Nonetheless, there's been a lot of people who in the last six months of 2021, uh, and really when you think about it, the last two or three months of 2021, who decided that uh, my current role, I've had enough and I'm looking for a new challenge. And many of them have been resigning with no necessarily an opportunity to go to. So they've just felt that now is the right time. I don't need to actually continue to work as hard as I have been. Uh, I've been stuck at home for the last two years and uh, I have have been able to continue to work. So therefore I've been able to uh, save up and uh, now is my time to start looking for something else and I don't want to stay in my existing organization. Now, one one podcast in particular was talking about how a huge percentage of people in North America, and they were talking about millions and millions of people decided in the last three months of 2021 to throw in the towel and to resign. Uh, And many of them, as I said, didn't have any roles to go to. So if there's one thing, and the reason I want to talk about this today is particularly as we move into 2022, as leaders, we need to be really mindful of what 2022 is going to present to us in terms of opportunities, but also be aware of some of the challenges that we're going to have to face so that we can continue to build a team that's engaged and a team that's going to be delivering the results that we want. Because ultimately, what we want to be able to do as leaders is create exceptional teams and exceptional performance so that 2022 becomes our most exceptional year that we have ever experienced. So if you look back and over the last two years, and if there's anything that the pandemic has taught us uh, as a society, but certainly as leaders, is that the way that people have worked up until March 2020 is completely different now in January 2022 than perhaps it has been in any other time. And we've had to learn to be flexible. We've had to learn to be adaptable. We've certainly had to learn to be resilient. And it's had an impact on the way that people work in terms of where they like to live, where they like to work in terms of travel, how far away from the workplace do they want to live so they minimize their travel, but also the fact that uh, the pandemic has forced many people into isolation and then forced organizations to work in a more remote setting. It's actually given people the opportunity to understand that I can actually be just as effective and in many cases more effective working remotely than in an office, which means there's more flexibility now and more balance between work and home. And hence, workers are now starting to be a lot more selective in terms of the roles that they want and also the organizations that they work with. Now, in talking to many leaders, I know many leaders are now starting to think about, well, now that we've got the restrictions coming off, and even though Omicron is still around and there's still a huge number of cases, albeit, touch wood, the uh, the, the symptoms of, the, of this particular strain are a lot less, 
there are more and more leaders who are expecting people to come back into the office and many organizations are trying to incentivize people to come back into the office. Now, this is not every single organization and certainly not every industry, but the old school leaders are expecting their teams to come back because what they're used to is managing their teams and leading their teams by being visible and just having them in their uh, in their in their sight, if you like, uh, it has been quite difficult for many leaders to manage and lead teams in a remote setting because if they haven't been used to it, it's been brand new to them and they've had to pretty much make it up as they go. And for many of them, they've been able to do that really successfully, but for others, it has been an absolute nightmare over the last two years. And unfortunately, many leaders are just hoping against hope that we can go back to how it was in 2018 and 2019. And, uh, and just wish upon a star that uh, this thing called uh, COVID disappears forever, becomes a long distant memory so I can get back to leading my team how I feel more comfortable. And many companies are also in a very similar boat as well. However, one thing we do know is change is inevitable and we've got to be able to look back on the pandemic and as in many, in many situations, you look back on uh, events, look back on challenges, look back on things that perhaps didn't work so well and only through looking back can we understand what the lesson was so that we can eventually join the dots and realize that these all these things did happen for a reason that perhaps at the time we didn't know what that reason was, but over time it does become clear and it actually helps us provide a platform to get even better and provide better levels of service and provide a better ecosystem or environment for our, for our teams and our people and certainly our customers to thrive. So as we get stuck into 2022, hence the topic of this particular episode, why will your people stay? Now, this is a question that all leaders have got to start asking themselves, particularly now, because as we start to move out of this pandemic and start to get back to some level of normal, it's not going to be normal as we thought it was or thought it was going to be back in 2018, 2019. We have to be adaptable. Now, so key piece of research, and this probably is no surprise, that uh, many, many people when they leave organizations, when they make the decision to move to a different role, even though many people might think on the surface that they go for a better opportunity or more pay packets or more supposed uh, better conditions, uh, interestingly, most people, and it's overwhelming percentages, do not leave companies, they leave leaders, which means that as leaders, we need to be significantly more conscious of our leadership style this year so that we can create environments where our people not only want to stay, we actually get them to increase their investment in the team and into the business. Now, this this therefore creates a big opportunity, but also a big responsibility that we have on the shoulders of us as leaders. And I do say it's an opportunity and uh, we can actually create the environment that we want to create based on being really conscious and really tangible in our approach. And this goes back to one of the things we talked about at the beginning of this calendar year, where we talked about what are some things you need to start doing, stop doing, and continue to do in 2022 in order for you to be successful and in order for you to get to the end of the year and be an incredibly exceptional year for you and your team. Now, part of this is to be really conscious of what are some things I've got to put in place and how do I need to be as a leader so that my team are wanting to stay and not looking for opportunities to escape or to move to a different organization. Now, one condition I want to put on this, and that is what I'm not saying is we don't want people to stay just for the sake of staying or to make you look good as a leader. Because here's the ultimate guide around a great leader and exceptional leader is that we will create other leaders to the point where they will get opportunities to expand and take on more responsibility. So it's a development opportunity for them. And you've had a big, big part to play in that. 
What I'm talking about here is there are going to be people even this year, and there's probably people in your organization right now who are in the process of looking for a different role, A, because they're not satisfied with the organization as it stands today, and B, they're probably not satisfied with the way that you are leading them and providing the opportunities and providing the environment for them to thrive. So many of them are going to be looking for opportunities in different organizations in a very similar role to what they're doing today. It's not necessarily a promotion. They'll be, they might be looking for an incentive to move because they're going to think the grass is going to be greener. And maybe, at least on the surface, it might be an increase in remuneration or might be some better conditions. But ultimately, these are the type of people we want to be able to uh, keep and hang on to because we want to pour into them and develop them to the point where they can add significantly more value, not only to the organization and your customer base, but they then become more valuable to the marketplace and the entire industry gets the benefit of that. So these are the type of people I'm talking about. So just so really clear, we're not talking about keeping people for the sake of keeping them to make you look good because that is not leadership. So let's talk about a number of areas that we as leaders can think about so that we can create environments that people are going to want to stay, not even start to contemplate looking for other opportunities out there in the marketplace. And the first question is the fundamental question that many leaders unfortunately do not consider enough of. And I've spoken about this in a number of episodes over the last two years, and I'll keep saying this because it is just so important. And certainly as a leader, we need to understand this. And that is your team are going to be asking these three questions. And you know the drill. The question number one is, does this leader care about me? So as a leader, do you care about your team? Do you care about them collectively? But also, do you care about them individually as an individual? Or do you just look at them as a pawn in your game in order for you to get what you want and make you look good in front of your senior leaders. So the first thing to think about is, do you care about your people? Now, do you genuinely care? Not just lip service, do you genuinely care and how do you show it? The second question is, can you help your team? Can you help them? Do you actually look for opportunities to serve them? Do you look for opportunities to contribute to them? Do you also challenge them, but in the process help them develop their skill set, develop their thinking? So to the point where they look at you and say, this person can help me and they're willing to help me without any strings attached. And the third question is, can you be trusted? This is the foundation of leadership. And I'll keep saying this until the cows come home. If you as a leader are not trusted, then you have got nothing. It's like the house of cards. As soon as a bit of wind comes comes across, bang, the whole house is going to be destroyed and fall to the ground and there'll be nothing left of the house. So to think about this in terms of why do people stay, the first three questions we've always got to keep at the forefront of our mind is how do I create an environment where these three questions are answered in the affirmative every single time and they don't even have to hesitate when they're asking these questions. Do I care about my team? Do I care about them as individuals? Do I help them and can I help them? And do I continue to demonstrate that I do help them and can I be trusted? Like, am I like a vault? They're the, that's the first thing to think about. And I reckon that becomes almost like the foundation for everything because let's face it, and I've seen this happen, that if you've got a leader who genuinely cares about you and takes an interest in you as an individual, then it's going to be very difficult for you to look for opportunities elsewhere because how that leader makes you feel is very, very rare. Now, unfortunately, it is rare and I wish it wasn't rare, but it is. So as leaders, if we can answer these three questions and really focus on these three questions, I can almost guarantee you that your retention rate will go through the roof, but you've got to be genuine about all of those three. The second thing to think about is what is your vision? Now, many people like casting a vision, but many people like also applying lip service to a vision. So they'll put a vision 
on a uh, on a card. They might laminate it, put it around the office, or put it on a website, or they might actually talk about it at the start of every meeting. One thing to have a vision, another thing entirely to enact that vision through tangible action. Now, this is where a lot of people look at other organizations and they are susceptible to the allure of the shiny thing syndrome in many cases because they'll see another organization that has an appealing vision and many cases they'll think that the grass is greener on the other side so therefore they're enticed to move into and at least explore another opportunity. So as a leader, we've got to be really, really clear on what our vision is but make it tangible and make it relevant to the team and include it not only in conversations but look at our tangible ways that you can put action behind it and drive accountability to the team to put also action behind it so they start to live the vision. Now I can tell you this, it's very, very difficult for somebody to leave an organization when they have bought into the vision. In fact, I'll go so far as to say if you've got a team member or a team that's bought into the vision, they won't even be thinking about or even contemplating opportunities elsewhere because they are 100% invested in what you guys are doing as an organization and what you are doing specifically as a leader. So be very conscious of what the vision is, but also be very articulate in making sure that not only do you talk about that on a constant basis, you actually action it and expect others to do it as well. The third thing is be very tangible and be conscious in your investment into the team, pour into the team. I often talk about that the best leaders are also the the leaders who are most visible. They do not manage or lead their team from behind a desk. They actually recognize that the greatest gift they can give their team is the gift of their attention, which means they need to be visible. Now, many leaders might sit back and think, well, what does that look like or how do you do that? And it's really, really simple. And I remember having a number of coaching clients last year when we were talking through this in a lot of detail and many of them had been used to, and this is more being symptomatic of the organization they're working for, where they're in meeting after meeting after meeting and their direct reports and their secondary reports very rarely got to see them other than in weekly meetings or weekly stand-ups. And I said, okay, let's let's start looking at what you can do to remove yourself from these meetings, to remove yourself from sitting at your computer and get out and spend some quality time with your team. Now, you don't have to have an agenda because a lot of times you just being visible, you just being out and engaging with your team is enough to build credibility and it's enough for them to actually increase their level of investment in the team. Because remember, you've always got to be thinking about, do I care about my team? And can I help them? So you've got to be looking at how I can continue to demonstrate this. And just being visible, just having the ad hoc conversations and being in their vicinity so people can see you and you are visible goes a long way to building that level of loyalty that many leaders talk about in terms of uh, retaining staff and also increasing the discretionary effort of staff. So if there's one thing you think about this year that perhaps you didn't do last year, and if you spend a lot of time in meetings, if you spend a lot of time uh, in strategy meetings or meeting and managing upwards, then start to invest more time, more tangible time, and be more ruthless in how much time you actually get to spend with your team. Now, here's the diff- here's the thing to think about as well. If you've got team members who are more remote, if you're one of those leaders who have a balance of people who are in the office but also working from home, uh, the same conscious principles apply. It just means you've got to be more uh, intentional with this, which means you've got to have the Teams calls, the Zoom calls, the phone calls. Try to do as much on video as you possibly can, but try to be even more visible, particularly for the people who are remote. Because I know for a fact, working from home in many, many, for many, many years, sometimes if there's no connection, it can start to get quite lonely. Now, for many people, they love it. For others, they need to have people around them. So be aware of that. Be aware of your learning style of your team. Be aware of the communication style of your team and adapt your style to make sure that you are more visible. 
The next one is opportunity creation and development. Look for opportunities where you can develop your team. Give them opportunities, which means as a leader, many times you're going to have to step back so they can step up and create the opportunity for them to step out of their comfort zone. Because many people, when they leave an organization, not only do they leave because of their one-up manager, they also tend to leave because they weren't challenged enough. They're looking for new opportunities. For whatever reason, they weren't given the opportunity or the empowerment or the encouragement to try different things. Why? Because in many cases, the leader was an autocrat who was a command and control type leader who created an environment where mistakes were frowned upon. A great leader and exceptional leader will always create opportunities for their team to develop and they'll always give them bandwidth to jump outside of their comfort zone. Why? Because they know that's how development happens. That's how higher levels of conscious competence take place and it's also how growth develops. So look for opportunities where you can create those opportunities and develop your team, which means you might have to send send your team as a group or as individuals to individual development uh, programs, training programs, uh, conferences, webinars, whatever the case might be. You might have to do some training. You might actually have to run some training and develop your team in certain ways. We've also talked about the fact that as leaders, we have to, we have to be good coaches and great coaches. So you might have to spend more time coaching your team. And if you're not confident doing that or you don't believe that your level of aptitude can actually uh, assist your team members to get to a next level really quickly, then bring in somebody who you can allocate as a coach or as a mentor to help work with those teams because the investment in your team will pay exponential dividends down the track and it's another reason as to why your team and your people will want to stay. And it's something that uh, many organizations unfortunately spend too much lip service with. So double down on your training and double down on your development. The other thing to think about is you might have to add some more flexibility in with working arrangements. Now, many organizations are trying to bring as many people back to the office as possible, but we've learned over the last two years that we can be equally, if not in many cases, more effective working remotely and give ourselves in the process a much more balanced lifestyle. So one thing to think about is how can I continue to provide that level of autonomy to people, that level of flexibility to the point where they still get their work done, but equally I've got to be even more visible to them so that they still feel connected to the team and still connected to the business. So build in some flexibility and give them some autonomy back in terms of their working relationships and arrangements moving forward. And probably one of the biggest ones, which I haven't talked about yet, is understanding what motivates your individual team members. Now, this is a big thing that many leaders, unfortunately, don't spend enough time focusing on and understanding, and that is what actually motivates the team to do what they do. And it's interesting when I ask leaders of this this question, many of them turn around and say, well, I don't know, or they think they know. And when they, when they say they think they know, I then follow up with a question and say, well, have you, have you ever asked your team? And unsurprisingly, the vast majority of leaders turn around and say, well, no, I actually haven't asked my team as to what motivates them. So that's probably something we should be doing. So if you can actually tap into what motivates your team members and really be interested in what the answer is and understand, is it something that's, that drives them that is intrinsic, that's deep inside them or is it something that they're looking for in terms of external motivation or extrinsic motivation? Because what I can tell you from a lot of experience and working with hundreds and thousands of people is that people uh, for long-term sustainable results, they need to tap into intrinsic or internal motivation. So it's not the rewards, it's not the accolades, it's not the high fives at the end of the day, it's not the ringing the bell when you get a get a deal in. It's the intrinsic motivation that drives people every single day. And as leaders, we need to tap into that. So do that and really watch what happens to how your team get engaged. And the final one to think about before we wrap up this podcast is look at how you can create opportunities to empower them, to serve them. Always look for 
opportunities to help them and clearly define and articulate what the standards of excellence that we expect every single person in the team to live up to. But in the process, uh, give them the opportunity and the autonomy and the empowerment to just get on with it and get it done, right? And give them feedback, obviously provide feedback on a regular basis, but ultimately look at opportunities where you can serve them and make sure that those standards of excellence are clearly defined and also non-negotiable because what this does, it actually gives a level of certainty to your team because they know what's expected of them. And it also gives you some frameworks to be able to, be able to provide feedback and guidance and again, reasons to have conversations with your team to be more visible and to be more engaging. So there's some things to think about. So as we wrap up this episode, really think about for you and in your leadership, why will your people stay? It's a question that you need to start asking yourself on a regular basis. And if you don't know the answer, then hopefully some of the things we've talked about today will give you some things to think about to start moving forward and looking at some things you need to either start doing, stop doing, or continue to do so that the answer to that question, why will people stay, is absolutely 100% guaranteed. And you can articulate that with 100% confidence. Because always remember this, that your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So when people leave, and if they're not leaving for a bigger opportunity, and that is a promotion, they're leaving for a peer opportunity in a different organization because they think the environment's gonna be better, then unfortunately that is a reflection on you as a leader. So for many of us, that is uh, unpalatable, but it's also the reality of leadership. So hopefully that makes sense and hopefully that adds value. As we wrap up, as a final reminder, if you'd like to work together one-on-one, love the opportunity to help you craft your leadership message and also help you take your leadership to an exceptional level. Let's work together for the next 90 days and see what magic we can create. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve this year, and particularly put our plan together for the next 90 days so we can get you supercharged towards heading to the exceptional sales leader level. So very much look forward to that conversation. Have a phenomenal weekend. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.